Good day everyone, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to The Youth Perspective. This is a podcast that of course aims to discuss and uh, offer some fresh perspective on the role of youth in addressing uh, different social and political issues across the globe. Uh, this podcast is of course brought to you by the Cald Youth and of course through the support of the Friedrich Nauman Foundation for Freedom. This is the first of this podcast's 10 episodes. Uh, and of course, we are on Spotify, Apple Music, SoundCloud, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. I am Jubel Domingo, the National Chairperson of the Liberal Youth of the Philippines, uh, the youth wing of the Liberal Party here. And of course, I'm very, very, very pleased uh, and happy to be your host for today. I am, of course, joined here by none other than Ted Wee Chi Fung, a former a former member of Hong Kong's Legislative Council and a youth activist and, of course, a very, uh, very vocal supporter of freedom, democracy, and human rights. Hi, Ted. How are you? Hello. I'm good. How are you? Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm okay. I'm, I'm doing good despite uh, this uh, pandemic. Uh, would you please introduce yourself, tell, tell our audience a little bit more about yourself? Sure, and of course, thank you for inviting me. I, it's my honor to be in the first episode. And child, uh, I mean, child youth actually shaped me a lot uh, during the past uh, 10 years. And I have had a lot of uh, interactions and exchanges at events uh, joined by child uh, youth. And so a bit about myself, I'm uh, a Hong Kong politician and activist. So I've been in politics uh, for more than 10 years in, in Hong Kong. So I first served as a district councillor at the municipal level. Uh, and then for the, on, on 2016, so I was elected to the legislature and became an MP of Hong Kong. Uh, but I only served four years because uh, after that, Hong Kong has changed so much. And with the new uh, regime and new draconian laws uh, passed in Hong Kong, and all oppositions are either disqualified or be thrown to jail or in exile. So I'm one of those uh, who are in exile. That's why I'm currently in Australia. And I spent my last uh, half six months uh, in the UK and also in Denmark. So uh, there will be a long time before I can go home, I guess. So I'm, what I do now is that I devote myself full time on advocacy work for Hong Kong's freedom and democracy. And that it's my life mission. I, I hope I can go back home one day. Yeah, and we, we all are longing and, and hoping that, that you'd be able to come home uh, very, very soon, hopefully. No? It's nice meeting you, uh, although it's, it's in, in this situation, but however, it is still very nice to, to meet you. This is actually the, the first time that uh, Ted and I are meeting, and uh, despite that, of course, we are still hoping no? uh, to, to have a very meaningful and insightful conversation. So, so today, we will be discussing several things about... Uh, youth activism, in particular, how can us, the, the youth, get a seat at the table? And uh, we'd very much like to hear more about your stories, uh, the experiences that you've had. It, it is very much an inspiration to all the young people out there, uh, especially also to, to me, to us. No, We, we, we are uh, 
we are also in a situation where uh, more and more uh, d democracy is the, the foundations of democracy are, are getting weaker and weaker by the day and uh, this conversation is, is would be very helpful to, to all of us uh, to all young leaders and liberals out there but uh, before we head on and, and deep dive into this very very important conversation I'd like to first ask you if, if you could give our audience the youth perspective <laughs> what is uh, what 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 for you is the, the seat at the table I ask this because a lot of people assume like everyone knows it right people would say youth should be active and, and get a, get a seat at the table some would even say that the youth should should demand to have a seat at the table as if everyone knows what it is but but in reality it's not the term seat at the table comprehension of that knowing that and actually trying to have that it, it's not really common knowledge not all young people know that they should have a seat at the table um, so I, I just want to, uh, with your help, of course, I just want to let, uh, to, to give our audience some clarity and, and offer the youth perspective. What does it mean to actually have a seat at the table? Why, why is it so special? What, what is that most coveted table that a lot of people, especially those who have been there for quite some time, doesn't want to let go? Uh, yes, that's... Uh very long story and that's a very good question to start with and uh let's start with uh what what, is, what, what do you mean by youth okay a person at my age i'm 38 um can be young in politics but if i think of myself back uh 10 years ago 15 years ago i started my political career at my mid-20s uh i first uh, run a public elections uh, for a public office at the year of 25. Wow. And then, yeah, of course, that time I, I lost. And then I run again in and at the year of 27. And then that's my first victory in, in politics. And so being uh, holding a public office. And then only uh, at my uh, at the year of 34, I got into the legislature and served as an MP. So if I think back to those days at my t early 20s, um, I would say that I never really uh, was that ambitious as to being politicians and being in politics, being trying, uh, setting up my goal as an MP. It, it wasn't my, it wasn't me. So. What I, what I thought, what I put my efforts in, more in the social activism. So mm -hmm. I devoted myself in volunteering uh, in a political party, but, uh, but I, I think there's a, there's a context in Hong Kong that uh, Hong Kong is not, was, wasn't a full democracy. Yeah. And of course, it, it, it's not a democracy at all now. Mm. But it's only half democracy. So even you climb higher and higher on the ladder, you never get to the position of being the government yourself or being the ruling party. There's no such thing as ruling party in Hong Kong as, as long as you're, you're on the democratic side. So I didn't think of um, getting a seat at the table as my career. It is part of the social movements. It is part of being the change itself. So I I thought I thought it that way at the beginning and throughout my uh, 
career, political career, and until the time I, I, I quit and be in exile, I never changed that thought. That, that is, uh, being youth. I, I think it's important to stick to the values. Yeah. Uh, stick to what what you really believe, and don't care too much about whether you will get a seat at the table. Uh, finally, even if you don't. I believe you can still get a seat, and think of in 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 a Hong Kong context. Think of people like Joshua Wong. Uh, he never uh, managed to get a seat in the parliament, but he was so influential, and he he got on Time magazines, and he met very important politicians in 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 the world, and had a direct conversations with free uh, world leaders. If you think of if you think of that, being the change itself. Doesn't mean doesn't equal to having a seat at the table. I think it's important to bear that in mind. Don't don't get this political prospect or even hot prospect uh, to to affect you too much and be indulged in in it too much. And I, I believe it's also in an uh, Asians or Southeast Asian culture that having a seat, uh, being an MP, being a legislator. Is a very high up position. Yeah, and I, I, I have my friends in Philippines or in India told told me, "Oh, you're an MP, so, so you're like God to us. You should worship you." No, there's nothing like that in in Hong Kong in Western culture. So it's uh, all along my political career. It's it's a value, and it's the change that drives me, and. I I have uh, my determinations throughout the process that even uh, at the middle uh, of my term, I will lose everything. I'll lose all my power. I'll lose my seat. I'll lose my influence. It doesn't matter if I can be the change. I, I'm willing to sacrifice all these. I think ha- having that determination in mind, it helped me to to stick to the values and to not to be influenced. Too much by staying in power, I think that's very very important for youth, and I, that 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 is my firm belief. Yeah. So from what I'm hearing, uh, I love everything that you said. I I agree completely. Um, uh, f- from what you said, uh, it seems like. Uh, having a seat at the table doesn't necessarily equate to having a possession and in, in the government, right? Uh, Yes, it's important to have a seat at the table, but having a seat at the table could mean that you could participate in in different democratic and civic affairs and help shape the national conversation. And you don't have to necessarily be in the government to shape the national uh, conversation or the national discourse. And in your case, uh, what you're doing right now is actually helping uh, shape the, the, the narrative and the conversation for the fight of Hong Kong not inside Hong Kong, but in the international arena. So it's still very much helpful. It's still you having a seat at the table from, uh, from, from, from what what you've said. And I, I totally agree. I completely agree with that. And more importantly, uh, I totally agree uh, that um, sometimes uh, having a seat at, at, at the table won't help anyone if you're not grounded on your values, if you're not uh, grounded on, on the principles that if it, no principles guide you at all. And, and, I, I, and that's very uh, inspiring and that's very motivating. Uh, I just want to, uh, I just want to talk about 
something that you've said a while ago. You said that you've started your political career when you were uh, 20 years old, right? And then you you lost uh, when you were 25, and then uh, uh, tried to uh, run again in when you were 27. I just want to to ask, uh, what made you number one? What made you run? Yeah, when you were uh, what we, what made you start? when you were 20 years old and despite losing when you were 25 what made what sparked you what motivated you to still continue the the fight and still run when when uh, when you were 27 mm-hmm. yeah that's another long story so i started at my early 20s i joined the political party the democratic party of hong kong uh, when i was studying uni And but at that time, uh, studying was really busy, and I'm not a student leader type of person, so I didn't take part in in unis and in uh, uh, student activity activity that much. Instead, I I joined and had a party membership in a mainstream political party, and there I thought I could uh, volunteer some of my time in volunteer work for for that. And uh, what motivated motivated me is that uh, it's because I studied law and political science in uni, and I actually studied abroad uh, in Canada for mm. for three years. So I had a taste of what a uh, Western, a uh, free society and democracy is like. And when I came back to Hong Kong, and I thought uh, it's really uh, not okay to. To go on like that because Hong Kong needs a lot more freedoms, and Hong Kong needs to be free from uh, the authoritarian regimes of Beijing. That's why, I, I at that time I and I still believe that now that uh, party politics is important to gather people with uh, same values, uh, like-minded people. That's why I started uh, in in the political parties and try to. Uh, make the change uh, from inside uh, the institutions. So uh, at that time, uh, even it's not a democratic system. E- even our legislature is only uh, half democratic. But uh, having a seat uh, in in the council in the legislature is still very influential. So I I thought uh, I I'm more research and a study oriented type of persons. I thought I can develop myself from that uh, to generate policies and to write policy papers and submit it to the government, to the parliament, to to make a change. And at the same time, I'm also uh, a street person. I would say, and I joined every. Uh, street dem- demonstrations for freedoms and all the June Four massacres uh, commemorations and all the demonstrations against the government for introducing evil laws that would undermine our rights. So I, I haven't really missed one uh, occasions when there are street protests. So I so there are two limbs. So uh, I I first by trying at, at the age of twenty uh, five mm. contesting in local elections I I lost because I was a bit not mature enough and and lack of preparations, but then I had a taste of what a democratic election is like when you really try really hard and work in a community 
and to serve the people and gain the respect from the people. And it's very satisfying. And I can see that even even I didn't get seat, didn't get elected, but uh, in in the middle of that, in, in the process, what I earned is gathering of people's hearts. And what I want, I didn't win the elections, but I, I won the people's hearts, I, I believe so. And so and that is the motivation. And you know that you, you are making the changes, you are shaping the society, the, com- the little community you're serving. And from that, you know that if you try really hard, if it's a democracy, it's fair. Uh, you, you keep spreading the messages, you keep showing uh, uh, the good of you and the, the ideolo- ideological beliefs behind, that people will be convinced and I, if you have that sort of perseverance in heart, I, I, I thought that next time I'll win because uh, I'm with the people, I'm confident. So it's, it's a matter of how, uh, how much effort and perseverance you, you, you hold in it. And that's, that's why I tried the second time and, and I, I won. Yeah, uh, that was a very moving uh, story. I love your story because um, a lot of people, for example, in, in, in my country, a lot of young people in my country start their career uh, in, in politics because their parents are politicians, because uh, their, yeah, their families are, are politicians, not because they, they want to serve. And, and somehow, on some level, there are some young politicians who start out thinking that I want to serve, I want to... to, to I want to serve my country, I want to serve my constituents, but at the end of the day, they get eaten by the system of, of this rotten system somehow. Uh, I like, I, what I love from your story is that, number one, you started out because you've experienced, you, know, you, you went out of your comfort zone and you've experienced so many things. And then when you came back to, to Hong Kong, you realized, wait a minute, none of this is real. This is a... a fake democracy and, and it should stop exactly. and then from there you and then from there you you started out your your career which and then every step of the way you've become su- a successful politician because you you never stopped uh participating you never stopped volunteering you never stopped trying new things and i think uh, that's one of the takeaway from 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 your story uh that it's very important for young people to uh, get out of their comfort zones and uh, try new things, participate. Because sometimes our comfort zones are not real. Sometimes it's, in your case, it's a fake democracy, right? So it's, it's, it's something that uh, uh, only courageous uh, young people like you could, could go in. And your story needs to be told because uh, it will help a lot more young people to, to be courageous and to try new things and to participate and to try and fight for something that they truly believe in. And that something that they truly believe in can only come out from experiencing a lot of things, right? So, and you cannot experience things when you're staying in your comfort zone. That's true. Just one point to add, um, because uh, in in Hong Kong now, we realize that after experience uh, other plights and other political situations, we realize that a democracy is not about I cast a vote to uh, my representative, and in the in the upcoming four years I can uh, be laid back. I can just get my hand free, and you do all the job for me because I voted for you. 
It's not like that. I think, especially if, as youth, as a young people, a uh, young person, uh, it really shouldn't be the case. You shouldn't. You should be the ones who stand up and come out, even though uh, you're not running politics. But you can always engage yourself in civil society, in social movement, in the political parties. So find your positions uh, in the society, and really push forward uh, what you what you are good at, what what you are talented at, and I think that's the attitude that what young people uh, should have. And of course, running for public office yourself is uh, is challenging. But if you really want want to be the change, yes, you are right. Um, break your comfort zones, uh, walk into other zones, and and stay there and uh, really stick to your belief no matter what. I think that's what young people should really do. Thank you uh, so much for that, Ted. I, I totally agree. Uh, it's very important for young people out there to to participate, to experience new things, and to learn uh, from those experiences, and, and to always put their values to to test, to, to question, and to scrutiny even. And then from from that process, they could easily uh, they could easily uh, find uh, some more uh, courage to actually subscribe further to those values. And it's actually very very important. And and that could be very much represented from from the story that you've told. Um, now that um, we know that youth activists across the, the, the region or even across the, glo the globe, it, it doesn't just happen here in the Philippines, it doesn't just happen in, in Hong Kong, it happens everywhere. Uh, and, and we know that um, despite uh, them, you know, uh, youth activists being persecuted, despite that, it's still very important for young people to, to find courage and to be part of the conversation or even to shape the conversation. Um, but I think it's uh, a question uh, that is very important to be answered in, in this podcast is how do we uh, make tangible changes, learning from the experiences of people like you, young activists like you, uh, getting persecuted for, for speaking out? What, what could uh, the learning of young people, what, what could we get? from your story and how do we make actual, real, lasting, tangible change? Yep, uh, of course. Uh, you, you mentioned the word courage and I think that's one of uh, very important characteristics of us youth. And so if you look at uh, young activism and look at uh, freedom movements around the globe, uh, of first start in Hong Kong and then in Belarus and then in Thailand and very brutally now in, in Burma. And all these freedom movements are led by youth and led by young people. And I very much uh, appreciate and express my gratitude uh, towards them for us having sacrificing themselves, their studies, their uh, the future, their lives, and but um, we really need to uh, stick to that and start from that. And for going back to my uh, example, my situations, and. Um, I, I told you about I wasn't ambitious in uh, developing my career in, in politics, but it's all about making changes. So my determination was, was like, uh, I'm, I'm determined, I was determined 
to go into politics, not because I appreciated the systems. It's a rotten system like yours, like what you mentioned in in Hong Kong. But even it's a, it's so rotten. If um, you, that's the reason you really have to be inside and uh, to call me radical and to to damage what it is like and to rebuild uh, the ideal systems. So it's a lot of. There's a lot of confrontations in between. I remember, uh, I I believe I I was I am the first uh, politicians being uh, thrown uh, or physically removed, evicted from a meeting room by the police itself. Mm. So the police had to come into the meeting rooms to remove me physically because I insisted so much at that what I said was right and what's, what I said about justice was right. So even facing an eviction order by the chairpersons, I, I re, re, refused to move. That's why. So there's a lot of commentations and people uh, get um, prosecuted and thrown to jail. And, but I, I guess uh, that's something uh, that's, uh, that's the trait that uh, the youth have but not the adults, but not the very senior ones. So we really, really, need, really need to treasure that and to magnify that uh, in in our decision makings. So um, it, it's very sad, of course. Now, uh, as I'm outside, seeing those who are in jails, seeing those who lost their lives, but uh, they are then than our motivations, because we understand that we, they took their courage, they took uh, the decisions. Now they can't speak anymore, and it's our time to speak for them. And I, I believe that um, that's something young people really need to remember. That's our responsibility. But if you talk about tangible uh, 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 takeaways, I, I believe that it's the techniques and it's how we make the calls. For example, uh, because uh, when I mentioned the freedom movements uh, in different countries, Hong Kongers started uh, was the f- frontiers in this wave of uh, freedom movements. So we had a leaderless mm. uh, platform. It's not really a platform. We had the slogan, uh, be water. Uh, so we should act like water and be, we should be flexible, but we should be powerful. And we have uh, created different methods of um, organizing and mobilizing people through social media. And we uh, created uh, our own songs and developed our own uh, identities. So I think these are the techniques that need to, need to be shared. And actually, the, uh, the fight, uh, the struggle in Burma, their leaders actually uh, contacted me and uh, quite a few uh, Hong Kong leaders about our experiences. And so they, they're try, trying to use them and to copy them uh, in face of their authoritarian and brutal governments in their own protests. I, I think we need to have a lot more connections and sharings and solidarities among us youth uh, in different around the globe so that we we reassure uh, among ourselves and in inter- international communities and amongst authoritarian governments that we are one uh, the youth uh, in the world uh, are one 
Now we are united and we fight for our freedoms and democracies together. And that's very important. I, I still remember uh, in, in previous Cloud Youth events, when I talk to my Singaporean friends who, who fight for freedom in their own countries, it's very, very tough. And it's like I ask a naive, naive question. So uh, you guys go to jails for for all the protests and they, they laughed at me actually. They said, who, who never been in jails among us ourselves? Everyone did <laughs> and they, they were ready for the prize. And I still remember asking this like seven, eight years ago when Hong Kong people were not prepared at all uh, in going to jails. So uh, have, having these kind of exchanges shaped us and prepared us for uh, tougher and tougher battles in the future. And that's very important. I love that you've you've mentioned uh, being connected to to many people and and uh, fighting together because it makes you, you know, uh, whatever it is that you're saying. If you're saying it just by yourself, it doesn't really make a dent, right? But if a lot of uh, several different people are are saying the same thing, then it could uh, potentially uh, create a change, right? Um, and then I, I also love that. Uh, the way that you explain uh, courage and, and how sometimes uh, for the things that you value the most and for the things that uh, a lot of people and uh, for the things that a lot of people take for granted like for example uh, democracy and freedom but uh, there are some people very brave and courageous people who are willing to go to jail and, and sometimes it's, it's a matter of knowing that people uh, some people are willing to, to, to let, to, how do you call this? Some people are willing to go to jail to fight for something that uh, some people are taking for granted. And knowing that, sometimes it, it sparks something in you that, that helps you, oh my God, uh, I honestly feel like uh, I value democracy, and human rights, and freedom. Therefore, I am also now, because I, I, I've learned this story, now I'm willing to go to jail. You know, and not much people hear uh, other people and, and think, no, wait, I, I'm scared to go to jail. I, I'm not going to go anywhere near them, right? But there are people like you who, who stands up and, and uh, becomes more courageous because of the stories of other people. And I think that's very important. I, I, I highlighted that because I think it's very important because a lot of young people think uh, that their role in a democracy or in nation building or in building uh, or in defending freedoms or expanding freedoms even, uh, a lot of people, a lot of young people think that it's only uh, about acting, you know, uh, doing protest or running for public office. A lot of people think that that's their only role in, in nation building. But really, one of the most important, if not the most crucial role of young people out there is to actually lay the groundwork for political participation, for youth political participation, right? Because honestly, if, if, an, if an older people would tell me like, you should join this protest because this is about uh, your freedom. It's, it's, very, it's very unlikely if, if I'm not immersed in, in, in this uh, fight, for example. It's very unlikely that I join that old people. But if a young people, like for example, an idol of mine, my, my brother, you know, uh, tells me, 
or my friend tells me, you should join us in this protest. This is uh, something fun, but at the same time, you're fighting for something that that could potentially help the next generation. It's more likely that I join them, right? Because young people are telling me, but a youth is telling me that this is fun, uh, this fight for freedom and democracy is fun. So it's it's like one of our roles really is to share stories to connect to as many people, as many young people as possible, and just to lay the groundwork for participation, for them to be able to say, oh, it's, it's, it's okay to participate, even if there are some dangers to it, it's okay to participate. Because th here's this young people, here's this young person telling me it's okay because it's important, right? And, and it, it, it's part of our role, it's part of our role really as, as youth. Um, and it's one of the things that could help us, right? That could help us in this fight. It's one of the things that could help the future generation fight less, <laughs> right? And uh, yeah, and I think that's, that's one of the reasons why we're here. We're talking about this is to, to share uh, the importance of youth activism, to share the importance of having a seat at the table and to to share that having a seat at the table doesn't necessarily mean you being in government. It also means that you participating in conversations, right, in, in different protests. And, and there are different kinds of protests, right? And, and I think that's, uh, uh, that's one of my very, very important takeaway in, in, in takeaways in, in, in this uh, conversation and I thank you yeah. for that uh, <laughs> if, if you talk if you talk about the metaphor of having a seat at the table I would say young people should grab their own seat and put their own seat at the table no matter what this is my seat I have my right to say it because uh, I firmly believe in in that doesn't you don't have to wait for other people to give you that that seat you, you grab the seat yourself and just be there and speak up it's very important uh, it, it reminds me of uh, how young people uh, there's a party member at their early 20s uh, runs and challenge the chairpersons of uh, my political party for for the position of chairpersons so people were quite shocked at that time so you're only uh, out for uh, a public uh, not long ago and then you're challenging the, the leader and I, I think it's for young people to start a revolution. So it's a sensitive term in, now, especially in Hong Kong. But I'm not talking about an armed fight, but it's about not believing that you, what you can see uh, is always right. And the system that you're in is always right. Always challenge from the bottom, from the root of the system and start making a system uh, to think what, is, what seems to be unimaginable. I think that should be what that young people uh, that they should do. Yeah, I totally agree. I completely agree with what you said. It's very, you know, it's it's quite funny, right? That in our personal lives, for example, a lot of young people would say, "Why can't? Why am I not?" Would, would tell their parents, for example, "Why am I not allowed to go out?" I mean, I'm 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 13 years old. I can go out, right? It's easy. It's it's normal for young people to question rules, to question limitations, to question boundaries, because it's part of our, uh, it's part of our nature as, as, as a young person, right? But when it comes to, to the, the social-political context of our country, not many young people do that. Not many young people question that, right? And, and, and it, it takes a lot of 
uh, it takes a lot of being in so many conversations, being in so many discussions, and sometimes being in a in a protest, for example, being in a in an extreme environment, or sometimes being in a um, not so extreme environment, but still somehow gets to them that oh, it's time to act now, right? So I think uh, for 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 us young young leaders. Uh, I think that's that's also one of the challenges that that we we need to we need to tell people or we need to do something about right uh, letting people understand that it's okay to question it's okay to criticize because criticizing leads to something better right leads to something better otherwise we'd be stagnant we'd be stagnant right and and yeah I, I I appreciate the, your story and, of course, you, the, the story of Hong Kong because you've used technology, you've used innovation, you've used so many... I cannot imagine how, you, you, how, how Hong Kong pulled a, a protest, a massive movement uh, that doesn't have one command that doesn't have one leader telling them that this is what we should be doing etc etc it's sometimes it's what you what the, the story of hong kong is very magical somehow because it 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 was able to capture so many people's so many uh people's imagination you were able to to do that and and you still continue the fight despite the dangers despite the possibility of of people getting jailed and you've been jailed yourself but still you continue the fight and uh, I think it's uh, this conversation is very important because it shows that like what you said we should grab a seat at the table it, it's not given to you it will it will never be given to you just like any life opportunities it will never be given to you you have to look for it you have to grab it you have to take it and exactly. yeah so thank you uh uh, thank you very much, uh, Ted. Uh, is there anything else that you'd like our uh, listeners and, and audience to uh, hear about? Or is there anything else you, you want to share? Yeah, maybe just my closing remark that uh, young people should uh, stand up together. And so in the past, I participated in the multi-alliance internationally. And I... I'm not sure that Filipino milk tea is nice or not. I've never tried that. <laughs> but of course, uh, I understand that um, quite many of us in Southeast Asia, they are under persecutions. They, they, they've been taken away their basic rights and freedoms. They should really stand up. And now I realize as a, as a more international person that um, it's really important to have allies. So I hope to tell uh, the young people, uh, especially in Southeast Asians, that you have allies in us, in all of us, and that we should fight internationally and you are not alone. And so just uh, stand up for it and grab the seat and make a stand. And I, I believe that uh, we will make it. So let's fight on. Thank you. Thank you so much. Ted for being the kind of person that you are, for being the inspiration that you are to many, many of us uh, young people and, and young leaders. And we hope uh, that you can come home soon and we hope that you can uh, visit uh, us here in the Philippines uh, whenever it's safe, of course. <laughs> and uh, we hope to have many, many more conversations like this. 
so that uh, we could be more connected. Uh, we could always, always know also that you have an ally in us as well. So we in, in the CALD youth, also in, in CALD, and of course us, the, the liberal youth, you will always find an ally in us. And we are just one, uh, always one Zoom call away. Uh, thank you very much for this uh, wonderful, meaningful, and very insightful conversation. Thank you. Thank you very much, Ted. Thank you as well. Okay, that's it. Thank you very much, everyone, for tuning in. Of course, we hope you could be with us again in our next episodes. This podcast is brought to you by the Cald Youth, the Liberal Youth, and the Friedrich Nauman Foundation. Thank you.